Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with a white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Minutes to Having It All. This episode, we have Bob Stellato. He comes to us from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He has a background in finance and insurance, but that's not what the conversation's about. The conversation with Bob is we've gotten to know each other. He makes some Ted Lasso analogies and shares a little bit about that because you'll find that that is a way that Bob relieves his stress. And his biggest core message is, I am not a finished product. He's had some stories of failure where he was an entrepreneur, got into a partnership, and his dream job didn't happen. And I mean, there was just like so many powerful things. But the conversation is about Bob's definition of the having it all, of course, and if he would have changed anything. We talked about the things that keep him up at night, as well as being a family man and a father, how he manages not missing out on his family time. And so there's just some really fun things that you're going to learn from this particular episode. Such a gift to be able to connect with such high achievers and business owners and entrepreneurs that together we all are going through movements. And I think what we find is there are so many similarities that each one of us has. And it's nice to know and to hear these stories of resilience and mindset. So, I mean, it's just a really fun conversation. So enjoy this episode with Bob. Now you can also notice in our show notes, how to reach out, how to connect, and please do us a favor, leave us a review on wherever you are listening to your podcast, because that helps us expand our network and helps more people like you find us. And so again, thanks for being an avid listener. We really appreciate you. And so enjoy our guest this week, Bob. Thank you. All right. So today we have with us somebody who states that all I want from tomorrow is to make it better than today. So Bob Stellato is with us today. He is coming to us from Texas, and you're going to just learn so much from this conversation. I know we've kind of gotten to know each other a little bit, but Bob, thank you so much for being one of our valued guests today. No, I appreciate it, Marlo, and super happy to be here and be a part of your podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're a passionate leader, and you are one of the reasons why we want to bring you into this. And as you and I we're getting connected. I think it was very powerful. You had made a statement that I'm not a finished product. And I think let's pick up from that conversation. When you make that statement, I'm not a finished product, you've got a story of failure. I think most entrepreneurs do, but because your dream job, it didn't turn in or didn't happen because you had to relocate. So can you share with our listeners what I'm talking about right there? Yeah. Like, you know, even starting with the question that you often ask is like, what does it mean to have it all, right? And so that's the thing is we're all on a journey. Like the analogy I like to bring is like, if you've ever been into like a music studio with their mixing board, there's so many knobs and buttons on there and 
you start with a good foundation, but it's really finding the combination of those other life factors. And so in doing that and like saying that I'm not perfect and I haven't figured it all out, but the fun part is, is really kind of making those adjustments to those knobs and the buttons in your life to get to a place that you feel comfortable with. Will it always be perfect? No. But if you're willing to put yourself out there, try new things, test and learn and pivot where you've kind of learned something, then I think you're going to find that you're closer to getting to having it all. So, and I, and it's funny, it's what I do for my career. I've always joined an organization with the aspiration of making it better than I found it. And it's a lot of the principles in that also applies to the personal life as well. Yeah. So I'm hearing a lot of resiliency there, just accepting what it is and being resilient enough to get through it. And, and I think you're absolutely right. You know, the definition of having it all is like the definition of success, right? It can be different for absolutely everybody, but it's really a poignant question because I think now more than ever, we feel like we're getting pulled in a lot of directions. We've, we've stacked our qualities very high. And now you look at all these things and go, okay, how do I get to the end of the day and have joy? You know, how is there happiness? Is there a balance to any of this? Would you change anything about how you've approached where you've gotten yourself today, Bob? I mean, I think as, as my career has progressed, right? I, I think I went from what I would call more of a defined roadmap, something that I had in my mind that I thought this is the path to follow. And I think as I've gotten older, wiser, more mature and had experiences, it's just like the path is more, as opposed to a defined path, it's more of a direction. A couple of stories that I'll share with you is that, so first of all, when I was got into the corporate world, everyone's talking about find a mentor, find a mentor, find a mentor. And so I was always looking for that person to be the mentor. And then unfortunately, I got disappointed because there wasn't anybody that I could find that had all the qualities I was looking for. And so what I found it, uh, that was more effective is I was able to find, as opposed to one person with all the qualities, individual qualities in many people, and then kind of learning from those qualities that individual people had and then applying in my life. So in terms of the, you know, the, the, the learnings, that was one big part of it as well is, is, is that. And then in addition, as opposed to a defined roadmap, pick a direction. The boundaries could be pretty wide. Try different things. But ultimately, I think it was trying to find that sweet spot between what my natural strengths are, what my passions are, and then obviously something I can make a living at as well. And then combine that with some of the things that you want to put in your personal life and making sure those boundaries are there as well. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And I think you stated at boundaries. I mean, they're everything. And boundaries can be a good thing. I think we look at them as, as a negative most of the time, but actually a boundary can actually move you so much further, but you got to be good at it. You got to work towards it. You got to figure out what a true boundary is and how it's actually going to serve you and serve other people. So, okay. I did allude to a story of failure. You know, you were an entrepreneur, you got into a partnership, you had a seven-year partnership. There were some trust issues. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about that, Bob? Yeah. And just for some background and context there. So most of my career, I've worked for corporate America. And then there was one point in my career that I was able to start working in innovation in a large organization. And, and by doing that, I was able to get under the covers of startups, people that were had the courage to go out there and start doing their own thing. And then 
I would see how they were going about their business. And I thought I could do that. And so I tried to start my own business. I partnered with somebody that had the subject matter expertise, but they weren't great at the business part. I thought I could bring the business part, the marketing part, you know, Wonder Twin Powers Activate. I will do the front end of the house and the finance and my partner would do the back end. And so that went well for about six months. And then, but over the course of the six months, a lot of things were revealed in terms of the agreement in terms of who was doing what and the qualifications of the individual to do that job. And so it was a learning from, you know, a trust factor. Like, even though this was somebody that I had known for seven years, you realize that, you know, in any business, do your due diligence. And I put a lot of trust in individual as opposed to just kind of breaking it down and doing my due diligence. Was it a learning? Absolutely. I went in with, you know, this notion of, hey, this could fail. So it didn't crush me. But I did have to kind of, you know, start up again in getting back into corporate America. And in the learnings, I also realized is that part of the business that I was trying to start, although it was a ends to a mean in terms of making money and there was plenty of money to be made, it wasn't a business that ultimately I had a passion for. And so as a result, like I found that I wasn't putting in the time needed to kind of do my part either. So I guess that's the other lesson is that, yes, do things that are naturally towards your strength, but combine it in an industry that you have a passion for. So those two things would kind of accelerate you to the next level. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Plus there's sustainability there, right? If it's something that you're passionate about, you're more apt to stick with it or go through the tough times and just make it a reality instead of just throwing in the towel. Because the passion, you just can't buy that. That's something that's from within. Okay, so as you're going through that process, one of the key questions we like to ask our guests is what's the thing that keeps you up at night? I think it's, it's for me, it's always been about trying to be perfect. You know, just all the various roles that we play in our lives. So, you know, whether that's being a father, a husband, uh, an employee, an employer, homeowner, like there's just so many things that we're just trying to be perfect at. And so often you try to put your head on your pillow at night and go right to sleep. But like the tape of the day starts running through your head and like what could have been different? What could have been better? So I think that pressure of being perfect is what kind of keeps me up at night. Yeah, perfectionism is a form of procrastination, right? So it's just like we can overthink ourselves and think that, oh my God, just because it's not going to be perfect, we're just going to wait until we can do it better. And that better never really comes around. Do you find that very often? Absolutely. And that's one of the mantras, like even in my professional life that I've been trying to bring to the organization is just progress over perfection. Just make progress. 1% today, 1% tomorrow. It may not be perfect but it's good enough to move forward. I know often, sometimes I would say that like the the biggest enemy of getting to great is the word good. And sometimes we can get stuck on good, but the only way you're going to get to great is to continue to iterate on the good. So you can't get there. Is perfection achievable? I, I don't know. But like I said earlier, it's really all about the journey and at least being directionally correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you're operating throughout your day, what do you feel that you waste? the most time doing? I probably binge watching television shows. I mean, there's so many good things out there now. So getting caught up in just things that are more of a distraction from Mm -hmm. your daily life, right? You know, sometimes there's value in that. Sometimes you need to take a mental break from just the things in your life. So I'm not saying it's all bad, but sometimes the programming's so good, you can't say no. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, discipline, right? I mean, right. You, yeah, you got to kind of force yourself back into it. Is there a way that you get more hours out of your week? Like when you have one of those weeks where you've kind of, you know, diverted into something else, is there a way that you get more out of the weeks that you have? Yeah, I think it's it's really about providing structure, right? And even like you think about working out, like when do you find time to work out? And the best way that I found to do it is you got to put it on the calendar and you treat it just like a, you would do any other meeting. So it's about the structure and, you know, believing in your process, you know, the, the process that you could bring to your life and trusting it that eventually it will pay back. Again, going back to a workout analogy, just working out, you know, one time a month is not going to get you the results that you want. But if you kind of stick with the process, eventually the process will show you some love back. So it's, it's, it's definitely that in terms of trying to get more time out of your day. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the workout stuff, is there anything specifically in ways that you motivate yourself? Because I mean, we have those days where we just lose our mojo. We're not motivated. We're just not really on point. How do you motivate yourself? I know this sounds cliche, but, you know, number one is just you got to show up, right? You got to just start. And so the times I haven't been motivated to do something, it's amazing how quickly I could get motivated if I just show up and I start and it usually starts giving me the direction I want to go. Also, I have a uh, Spotify playlist that I call my Go Hard Mix, some pretty heavy EDM type music that gets my blood pumping as well. So that's my juice to kind of like get me moving in the right direction. Oh my God, that's so powerful. I mean, you're right. That music component, that can really change your spirits. And yeah, and I love that. And, you know, motivation is that goal side of what we do. And being inspired is like the vision of what's possible. And so it's like really setting those clear goals for yourself. Like you said, I mean, that's that's everything because those are the things that are going to help you kind of understand, you know, what it's going to take to get you there. And obviously, Stress is a big component of what we do in business and and managing a balanced life. Stress management is powerful. Do you find that stress keeps you from achieving your goals or keeping you at your best? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a major factor, right? It's something I'm very aware of, very in tune to stress in my life and my body. I think the way I try to mitigate that is, I honestly, I don't try to take myself too seriously. I feel like I have a pretty good sense of humor and I could laugh at myself before I laugh at other people or laugh with other people. I think it's also important to just, you know, talk, talk out your thoughts out loud, see how other people react to it. I tell people like I failed mind reading and lip reading in college. And so I I can't expect other people to read my mind or know what I want or feel what I'm feeling. So I think it's important from a stress perspective to just put it out there. It may get rejected, but at least you know now how other people feel about it and you don't have to worry about it because, you know, worry is just misuse of your imagination. And so, but talking it out with individuals that, you know, maybe sharing your stretch situation really kind of helps smooth out some of the curve. That along with, I mean, there's the other life factors, right? It's your health, it's getting right amount of sleep, it's the nutrition in your body, you know, your exercise, like there's so many things that you could do to mitigate stress. And it's, it's kind of like I said earlier, it's that mixing board in the studio. It's just finding that right combination of things to, to mitigate it. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you've shared that you're a bit of a Ted Lasso fan as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, right. you know, and that's kind of fun because, yeah, you've got to keep things light, right? You've got to right. sometimes just allow yourself. Give us your statement, though the Ted Lasso statement that you like to share. 
Oh, uh, it's funny. I, I can't remember exactly. Progmas. Uh, oh, oh, Progmas. I'm a Progmas. Exactly. Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. That definitely is me. I mean, it's a it's a, a constant journey. Sometimes I'm an absolute mess. Sometimes I may get it right, and I'll I'll bask in the glory of that. But some of my victories have been short lived. But it's all like I said. I I learn from it. I grow from there. Yeah, yeah. And it all plays into that whole stress management thing, right? It's just like, just kind of accepting what it is and, you know, and how you go about doing it. So, all right. So you're a family guy. How do you manage not missing out on family time? Like if we talked about this earlier, it's really about setting those boundaries. So for example, like I had a son that played high school football, right? And so it's, I live in Texas, high school football is a big thing. So I let it be known that look, Hey, on these days on at this time, I will not be around, right? So it's just saying these are the things that are important to me and are non-negotiable from a career perspective. And then I also think it's important that you do that for your family as well, is taking the family vacations, uh, making sure there's time around the dinner table, making you know just the quality time that you have. And I think as a parent, to make sure it's not just a check the box exercise, right? When you're dealing with your kids, obviously they're looking up to you every day. They're they're watching everything that you do, and it's when it comes to your kids, right? Just bring your whole head, heart, and hands to every situation as a result of whatever the situation would be. Because I, I promise, like that will be major payback to you. You may not see it today, but you know th- these are the extensions of yourself. So I try to do what I can to make sure that they see every aspect of me. Yeah. And do you feel like, you know, today, because it is such a big conversation, you know, just being present. Have you been supported with that either in your corporate um, space or independently? I mean, do you feel like the outside beings are supportive of that, Bob? Or do you still find that there's some resistance when you want to, you know, not miss out on family time? Do you have to ever go to bat for yourself and say, hey, no, this is a no nonsense thing. I'm going. I'm curious. No, I, I think that's probably the biggest evolution in corporate life over the last, I'm going to say 10 years is, hey, this is important, right? You should do it. The people that have been around me have been very supportive. I've never felt like I had to make huge choices between, you know, my family and my job. And and I think that's primarily because a lot of the people that I work with are in the same situation and we understand and we have empathy for each other and we have each other's back. So I mean, I, I think that's another aspect of kind of having it all is like who's in your inner circle and who you work with and who you work for is a big part of that. And if they can't understand that, then maybe they're not the right people or the right organization to be part of your circle. Absolutely. Yeah. OK, so we're kind of coming into the close here. As our audience is, is listening to this play out, do you have any last minute remarks on when you're striving or living by having it all mindset or striving to have that level of balance, uh, chasing satisfaction. Like what is the thing about reaching a level of satisfaction and then sustaining it? Have you been able to, you know, I would love for you to share with our audience, maybe a, a, a situation or how you, how you refer to, you know, it's one thing you like, you meet yourself at a very high level. Is it possible to sustain that, Bob? I mean, obviously it, it's all based on the individual, right? I mean, that that's for starters. This is, is that we're all kind of like searching for that one thing that kind of helps us get to the level that we want. And is it sustainable? I think it, it's evolving, honestly. I think there, you get to the point where you may feel a level of satisfaction, but if you don't 
continue to invest in yourself, you may lose that. So I think it's constant motion. It's, it's, you know, that ability to kind of future proof yourself, not only in your career, but your personal life as well. The things that we could do in our twenties are probably not the things we could do in our thirties or our forties. So like we have to continue to kind of reinvent ourselves and stay current and continue to kind of strive to, you know, be the best version of ourselves possible. I know it's not easy. You know, I know it's like achieving, have I achieved it all? No, I, I haven't. But I think it's really about, you know, not to, again, not to sound cliche, but it is about the journey. It's being satisfied with what you have and not being so caught up in what you don't, because I think if you do that, you're going to miss some things that are right in front of you. I mean, I couldn't have said that better. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's just the power of being present. And when we're present, we're peaceful. And when we're peaceful, I think there's just so much that can be had around, you know, just having that self-satisfaction and and then being able to sustain that peace in a in a bigger way. So, Bob, thank you so much. This was just an absolute delight. What a, what a gift. So thank you again for your time. Thanks for listening. Now, if this conversation sparked something for you, can you do me a favor? Go to Apple Podcasts and follow the show and leave a review. Your feedback tells other business leaders like you how it's possible for them to have it all too. Next, if you're a leader with a lot on your plate, I created something just for you. It's called the Daily Something. It's a mobile coaching tool designed to help you create the habit of having it all in your business and your life. So you can learn more about it by going to marlohiggins.com clicking on the daily something in the navigation bar. 